Ready to take home a bundle of joy? Casper's Mother's Day sale is here, and we're celebrating by offering up to $1,250 off our mattress and sleep bundles. If you thought mom loved that macaroni art project, wait until you give her the gift of her best night's rest. From our best-selling bundle to our upgrade bundle, we're offering the best savings of the season. Plus, you'll get a mattress protector and bed frame. Visit Casper.com or a participating store. Exclusions apply. See Casper.com slash promo for details. From world conflicts to falling financial markets, natural disasters, and more, wish the headlines would just stop. It's not a newsflash that life can feel like a pressure cooker. From managing work to building relationships, it's easy to feel overwhelmed. And for many of us, anxiety and stress are constant companions. But you're not alone. You may not know it, but support is out there, just waiting to meet you. And you can find it through the friendly people at Church's Care. At Church's Care, we know that finding your community can feel intimidating. That's why we do the heavy lifting for you. Church's Care helps connect people like you to churches that can support and serve you. In your new community, you'll find a group of people ready to talk, listen, and help you navigate life through its twists and turns. All you have to do is come as you are. If you're ready to find your community, visit churchescare.com today. That's churchescare.com. C-H-U-R-C-H-E-S care.com. We look forward to serving you. The Exxon Radio and TV show is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio and TV show or in any manner endorsed by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, Talkstar Radio Network, its affiliated stations, or employees. All hit Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, coming to you from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Worldwide toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at exxonradiotv.com on MSN Messenger. 
Exxon Radio TV at hotmail.com and our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. I received an email the other day. It uh, was a press release that, that we get from PR Web. And this one here, I must admit, caught my attention. We get so many press releases every day that it's, you know, you just browse through them. But what I saw cover-up ends as secret UFO evidence released. I had to read it. Now, instead of me reading the press release to you, ExoNation, what I've done is I've actually contacted the writer of the press release, and uh, they're going to talk to us tonight about this press release. Once again, the title is Cover uh, Cover-Up Ends as UFO Evidence Released. The writer of this press release, no other than our good friend Michael Horn, who is the North American representative for Billy Meyer. We've had Michael on the show many times. He is a most welcomed member of the Exxon Nation. And he's joining us tonight by Skype to tell us about this very interesting and exciting press release. Mike, welcome to the Exxon. Rob, thank you for having me on again. It's been just a little bit of a, of a while since we've communicated <laughs> it has, my friend, but you've been very busy, uh, and I understand that. And, and I want to thank you so much for joining us uh, tonight to talk to us about this th- this press release. And you've got a lot of people scratching their head and saying, what is going on? And I, for one, commend you for it. Oh, well, thank you. Um, Tell our listeners but, about it. Well, it, do you want me to... I'm not going to read it to them because I'll just try to give the essence. And if sure. you want, if there's any part of it you want to read it or anything like that, that's fine. But basically, what it is, it's it's. Um, I'll give you a situation that precipitated this. I had been in touch with a guy named Stephen Bassett, who I'm sure you've interviewed I many think. times, I many yeah. times, yeah. And he is involved with the, these, you know, exopolitics group. And mm-hmm. I've had, it's no secret, I've had bones to pick with that group. And Stephen for some time. And um, I had given a presentation at a little um, cafe in Santa Monica, California called the Flying Saucers Cafe. Presentation on the Meyer case. It was really neat. Standing room only. It was terrific. And another guy I know named Ron Garner, who also Mm -hmm. is into UFOs, he um, heard it and he contacted the owner and he wanted to do a presentation there with him and Stephen. And... uh, I I talked to Ryan, the owner of the cafe, and I said, yeah, I know these guys. Sure, you know, be fun. So I attended it, and during that presentation, and I'm focusing on Stephen Bass's presentation, right? he uh, was talking about things like the so-called extraterrestrial presence, millions of contactees, mm-hmm. women who've had alien hybrid babies. And I'm sitting there thinking, you know, I think I'm going to have to ask Stephen some pointed questions here <laughs> at the end of this. And I did, and I put him on the spot. And I uh, also brought up one of my bones of contention, so to speak, which is uh, that um, over the years, I've a number of times asked Stephen to, you know, have me present the mm-hmm. Meyer material at the X conference. He wouldn't do it. Uh, a couple of years ago, I saw him in L.A. at another kind of, a, you know, expo, and I talked to him about it, and he told me, he says, well, I know the Meyer case is authentic, but it's really not time for it. All right, stand by, stand by, Michael. We've got to take a commercial break. I can you just, got it. I can just see you having this conversation with Stephen <laughs> Bassett. Exonation, this is going to be a great hour. Our very special guest is my good friend, Michael Horn. 
www.theyfly.com. We're going to be talking about Billy Meyer this hour. Don't go away. Michael Horn is my special guest, Exonation. Michael is the North American representative for Billy Meyer. His website is www.theyfly.com. All right, so here you are uh, after Stephen Bassett has given his presentation and uh, you had a few questions and the things you wanted to discuss with him. Right. So take it from there. Sure. So I, uh, you know, asked, uh, I said, look, you know, do you have proof for what you're claiming about an extraterrestrial presence, mm-hmm. uh, millions of contact, right. you know, this kind of thing? And Stephen went into a very kind of uh, dissembled, discombobulated, <laughs> uh, political-sounding, <laughs> I don't know what. I mean, I, didn't, I literally did not understand what he was saying. And I pressed again with some other question about the hybrid babies. And then mm-hmm. I said, look, you know, the Meyer case is the only one. And he said, oh, you mean... The only contact. He can't be. There's millions. I said, okay, give me one. Well, so I put out a press release then about announcing his next presentation, which was going to be last Friday night. And I stated in there, Stephen Bassett will present incontrovertible proof. And I list the following (laughs) claims, you know. So that gets a lot of people all going and he's sending emails. No, I'm not doing that. Of course, it doesn't look real great when you send an email saying, no, I'm not going to prove what I'm saying. Yeah, exactly. you know, so he had all this stuff going on, and, and I, this was a beauty of a press release. And you know, and so I show up down there, and he has a very long presentation. It was over three hours, and I raise my hand. I'm the first one, and he's expecting me, I think, to rip him a new one, yeah. right? So instead, I said to him, "Look, well, this is true." I said, "This is the first time I publicly am going to present what I'm about to say to you," and. I have a reason for it. So first I'll tell you what I'm going to present to you. I said, I have personal evidence that the Billy Meyer case is true. Information was forwarded to me mm-hmm. by Meyer from the play iron warning me of a setup by Cal Korf that would have been enormously destructive to Meyer's work, to the overall, you know, the overall mission to Meyer, to me. And, I have all the emails that had passed between me and Cal Korf, three internet companies that I had dealt with, web hosting companies, and the info from Billy Meyer. And this is ironclad. I mean, could family genetics be a reason that no matter what we try, we still can't lose the fat and inches from our problem areas? To learn more, we spoke to Dr. Brian Strand from Sonobello. While some people can eat everything and stay thin, others diet and exercise daily and still pack on fat and inches to their problem areas. 
It's not your fault. It can be genetics. If you struggle to lose the fat from your tummy, love handles, thighs, and back, you're likely battling your family genetics. The good news is we have an answer. Sonabello uses a remarkable technique called microlaser fat removal. In one comfortable visit, the fat in your hardest places to lose is gone permanently. Stop wrestling with your family genes and lose the fat permanently. And right now you can save $250. The results are life-changing. Do this for you. Don't wait. Visit sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. Sonobello.com slash save. It's, it's there. And it's the best of the, it's the newest evidence that will prove that either Meyer is such an outrageously good psychic or he's getting his information, as a scientist named David Froning once said, from some very knowledgeable people. And I think while Billy might be a great prophet, he did mm-hmm. not know this was coming. He did not know. And, you know, if people – I have a press release and people can always look at the information in there and, and look at all the, you know, the, the chain of events chronologically, blah, 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 blah. What had happened was this, just so – because I, I'll understand that when I say this is evidence, people are going to go, oh, you know – Where's a piece of the metal? And the, bear with me. It goes like this. I was approached by Calcorf in 2009 after exchanging some emails. I had actually sent him a tongue-in-cheek email. I had mm-hmm. nothing better to do. <laughs> I wasn't trying to be hostile. I was kind of jibing him with a joke or something. And his, uh, the person that works with him is his, I don't know what he called him, his assistant or whatever, wrote back, hey, you seem like a nice, funny guy. Why don't you and Cal become friendlier with each other? And blah, blah. Well, said, well yes. hold on here. Hold on here. Let, let's, let's just backtrack. Sure. Do we even know that this adjunct really existed? Exists. Or was this a figment of Corf's imagination, like everything well, else is? Like, we're that- talking about a colonel, a self-proclaimed colonel, <laughs> in an unknown secret organization within the Israeli government that the Israeli government doesn't know even about. know about. Neither does the RCMP, the FBI, CSIS. Like, this is really a super-secret organization that uses paint guns in training. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you know, I, I, I wondered about this too, but I, I, right from the get-go, I wondered, but I said, well, you know, maybe it's, he really does have an assistant and it's okay with me, even if he's got a, a slightly split personality, what's this going to be about? So the way it unfolded was the emails flowed between us and in short order, he said, I'd like to propose a joint production between mm-hmm. us. I said, really? Yes. And what that would be, would be, he said, we'll do a pro and con two DVD sets uh, package. Oh, yeah. Where I, yeah, Cal Corf, I will uh, present the con, the opposing case to the Meyer, you know, case. Mm -hmm. And I'll be very respectful. It was wrong of me to call it a cult. I'll never use these words. I mean, you've seen some of those emails. Oh, God, yes. Oh, the guy, I mean, you know, I, I thought he was going to fly, you know, send me a bottle of champagne by the time this was over. So... Did, or real pain. Did you ever? Did, you, did but, you ever? Uh, get, did he ever kiss you for it? You know, like. Uh, fortunately, we're not close enough okay, to that. Good, all right. But what happens is, uh, we go and proceed into you know getting to agree to agree and agree to disagree without mm-hmm. being disagreeable and all the you know jargon and all of that. And I proceeded with the assumption that I'm dealing with somebody that's sincere, that has an underlying desire to be truthful, has mm-hmm. you know a sense of you know kind of. Uh, wanting to birth his spiritual consciousness related 
you know, self something, you know, all this stuff. And I thought I'd prefer to think of people that way anyhow. So we're into this for a couple months. This wasn't just, the, you know, a day or two of emails being back and forth. Uh, he had, would promise me an agreement, which he never sent. And he'd uh-huh. also, at a certain point late in the game, starts to want to promote selling the package before it's done. And I didn't like either of those things. And I had written to him and I figured, one, okay, he'll stop the promoting and the selling, which I think he did. And two, before obviously, before we really go too far, I've, I will get an agreement from him or we're not going anywhere. Okay. So late November, I think it's around the 19th or something in November. I'm not looking at all that. I write to Switzerland and Christian Frenner, who's a, a friend and associate of Billy's. And I say to him, would you just ask Billy if there's anything particularly he wants me to do? I mean, I'm already assuming this project's going to go. Would you see if there's anything, you know, you'd like me to do or not do with this? What? And the one sentence reply, Billy has no advice. You know, I say, okay, fine. I'll just proceed. Two days later, I get this emergency email, you know. Michael, you know, Billy had second thoughts. He decided to ask Pata to look into it, Pata being the alleged leader of the Play Iron, alleged extraterrestrial race here. And um, it's come back not looking good. They're you know, going to ask you to not do this. I will have the transcript translated for you by tomorrow. So sure enough, the transcript reaches me the next day, and it's in no uncertain terms telling me that, and Billy, you don't know what's going on here. Kel Korf is setting this up to launch a horrendous, defamatory, lie-filled, scandalous, you know, attack using this project. So there I would have been packaged with Cal, him promoting it, and me promoting this package that's basically designed to destroy us with lies and innuendo and attacks and slander. Okay. So I go, okay, let's see. I think... I've got a couple legitimate reasons to say goodbye to this without having to offend Kale. I mean, mm-hmm. really, I didn't want to say, yeah. I understand you're a you know, conniving liar getting ready to go here. So I said, well, listen, I don't really need to do this. I, I'm, I've reconsidered this. I never did get the contract. You wanted to pre You know, as a business thing, it just isn't really feeling right. But I tell you what, do, if you want to do your thing, do your thing. If I feel like I should respond or put out a DVD, I will. But you know, go ahead with my blessing. Do whatever you were planning to do. Okay. We go back and forth, actually, for a little time after that, impressing me. And I think I probably, and I didn't put up all the emails. There's at least as many more as are up on the site. And at some point, I think I said, look, you know, Play Aaron looked into this. I either said that or I said it after he launched his website. Because the website on which he was extolling the friendship with Michael Horn, he's such a good guy, he's a nice boy, whatever, (laughs) suddenly it was filled with such vitriol and threats on our lives, which I also received in an email from him, a little innuendo about his task of eliminating terrorists and how, you know, tied us into the whole thing. And Mm. I thought, you know, this is very over the top. I did a search at one point, uh, well... I'll tell you, okay, I don't want to get ahead of myself. There were lots of references to Meyer, to me, nasty stuff, threats, harassment, lies, terrible stuff. So I contacted the web hosting company in the UK. If you've ever tried to get somebody to take a website down, you can understand that is no easy thing. An individual not suing somebody, they usually don't take down websites. So I managed to send an email. I went back and forth with somebody for a little bit. And I said, mm-hmm. look, here you go. Threats in my life. I'll say, okay, we'll get them to take that down. I wrote, they did. 
And then I wrote back and I said, well, you know, this whole thing here is so vile. And they, and they said, well, we don't really, you know, want to get involved in anybody's, you know, arguments. I said, I tell you what, that's okay with me. And why don't you read this press release that I'm about to put out to, you know, point to you guys are supporting this guy's site. I'm not shy about it. And I'm not going to lie about anything. So within about, I think it was a half hour, something, I got an email response back from the CEO of the company saying, look, you know, the only anything we've got to do with Cal Corf was a sickening experience where he informed us of the death of our webmaster and then asked for the guy's job in the same breath. <laughs> Honest to gosh. I mean, you know, this is a pretty, yeah, bottom feeder. And he said, the website's going to be down in the next six hours or whatever he said, some, several hours. That website was offline in 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. So I figured Cal's going to put it up somewhere. I waited. Sure enough, a few days later, uh, there was a, two companies in the U.S., a company that had was directly hosting it and a company that was actually hosting the company that was hosting it. So I found these two and I sent emails off. And the guys that were directly hosting Corf's site, they weren't too responsive. So I tried to reach the other people. And, and by circumstance, I managed to get a guy on the phone. And I told my story that you probably want me to tell, I guess, after the break, unless you're going to tell it right now. No, we're going to go after the break. Michael oh. Horn, always great talking to you, Mike. And you know what? Cal wanted me to uh, to be part of that uh, DVD. <laughs> and I said, I don't think so, because we had been burned by Cal Corp with his Apple project. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh-huh. So I'm well aware of the colonel. Yeah, maybe colonel. we should call. You know, even you know, it's an insult. You know, and talk about stolen valor. That's yeah. another show. Yeah, yeah. We'll be back on the other side of this commercial break with my good friend Michael Horn. www.theyfly.com. Don't go away. You're listening to the X-Zone Radio Show, live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. X-Zone Broadcast Network, UK High Definition Radio, Euro High Definition Radio, and Star Cable. Our toll-free telephone number worldwide is 1-800-610-7035. Our email address, xzone at xzoneradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, xzoneradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.xzoneradiotv.com. Michael Horn is my special guest this hour, www.theyfly.com, and we're talking about the Billy Meyer case. Michael is the North American representative for Billy Meyer, 
And uh, I've had the pleasure of uh, knowing Michael, oh, a good number of years. Mike, I think it's about 15 years now we've been chatting on air. I think so. Yeah. It's always great talking to you. And um, before we went to the break, we were talking about our our mutual acquaintance, um, (laughs) the colonel. (laughs) The colonel without truth, yeah. You know, and and I I would just like to say uh, something right now. You know, I disagree, and it makes me sick to have this guy claiming to be a colonel, wearing uh, wearing a uniform— and 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 lying through his teeth about being part of an Israeli organization that doesn't exist, because he's stealing the valor of real heroes. He's mm-hmm. he's living in a a world of make believe, and you know to to try and steal the valor and the pride and the dignity that goes along with a real soldier, whether it's a private, a buck private, or a general, is all wrong. It makes me sick, and I hope that he's held accountable for his misdeeds one day. Well, uh, there's other material that uh, I, I didn't post f- in conversation between Meyer and the play, Aaron, and mm-hmm. uh, he's, he's a guy with some serious problems that will you know, reward his consciousness, so to speak, with uh, the fruits of his efforts. We'll leave it kind of euphemistically. You know, but I, and, and there's so many people that he's threatened with lawsuits. Uh, <laughs> you know, he, he's it's all wrong. And I often wonder, Mike, I often wonder if the reason that he left the United States was because that he was running away from something. And if conditions are so bad in Prague, like, you know, whenever we did an interview with him, we had to call different telephone booths. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's it's kind of a comedy in a strange yeah. way. You know, yeah. and and because uh, you know he calls from one phone booth because the phone booth that he had sent us an email with the telephone number to call was busy, so he'd busily get on his internet and zap us another phone number to call oh, me in five minutes when I get there. You know, and and if things are this bad and this poor for this guy, there must be a reason why he doesn't come back to the United States. There, well, there could well be a reason, and as I was saying to you before the uh, before the break, mm-hmm. when I was dealing with the second and third companies here in the states right. that he had managed to get himself hooked up with, one of them uh, that was the direct hosting company wasn't too receptive to taking down the site, and I, as I mentioned, I kind of lucked out by reaching the yeah. parent company, and I lucked out further by reaching somebody there alive who actually said, well, let me see that website you're talking about. So I gave him Cal's site, and he came back to me and says, oh, my gosh, you know, that's in our system? I said, it is. And he says, this, is, this goes beyond – I'll remember this guy. This goes way beyond free speech. This is the kind of thing we could be subpoenaed by the FBI about. Yeah. I said, well, I, I'm glad that I'm not just imagining myself just how offensive this is. He says, no, no, this is – he says, let me talk to the other company. And so he said to me, call me back you know, later or whatever. And so I called him and he said, let me know if the website is down tomorrow. I said, sure. So I looked the next day. The site was still there. And I called him up and he said, okay, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. You're going to call me back in one hour. I'm going to now contact the company that you know buys server space or whatever it is from us. They're going to be informed by me personally that unless that website is down immediately, I will cut them off completely and all of their clients will have to go somewhere else. I said, really? He says, 
Call me back in one hour. I called him back. He says, go online. I looked. That site was down. And then it reappeared one more time. And I contacted the guy, the new web hosting guy, and he was some youngish sounding guy that thought this was a free speech issue. And yeah. then he, he says to me, he says, well, why don't you and this guy, Cal, go to court and sue? And I said, oh, I know what I'm dealing with here. This is a guy that says, why don't you and that guy have a bar fight? You know, yeah. he's, so I thought, you know what? I'm going to let this be because now that Corf has been chased off of three websites and he's had to sanitize this somewhat, it's still vile, but he had to sanitize it. At least I'll know what's going on. I'm not going to push to have that site taken down. I'll just keep my eye on it every now and then in case. It, well, it's so funny because I was learning from that website that I was about to be arrested, dragged out in handcuffs, <laughs> charged with anti-Semitism, anti-Islam. I was going to be co- pers- prosecuted for fraud. I mean, literally. And it's, some of that stuff is still up there. You're kidding. No. If you put my name in there, just Michael Horn or Horn, mm-hmm. you get over 100 hits. If you put in Meyer, you get like 95, 100 hits. So that stuff is still up there, probably more as a testament to what a Looney Tunes this guy is. Now, to, to go back to my point about evidence, let's not lose it. I had no idea. Meyer had no idea. And so some people say, well, maybe you just were reneging on your deal with him. I said, well, th- why would that have stopped him from putting out a DVD? And why was it that the thing that he was loaded for bear with when he took it to his website because he wasn't going to do a DVD, I wasn't going to be promoting it, that which he just even put on his website was Mm. so vicious and vile that was all ready to go. He was going to prepare video clips of himself going through this kind of stuff. And worse, I would have not even gotten a chance to see it prior to its going out with me promoting it. So people have to understand somebody interceded and it wasn't Billy Meyer. He didn't know. He basically said, well, go do what you're going to do. I'm trying to get people to start getting their heads out of this nonsense about UFO. I, I have to say this stuff. The field of ufology is the biggest, most nonsensical thing going. Nobody can prove anything other that the, other than that there are unidentified flying objects. I have had six sightings. I would never even presume to tell you they're extraterrestrial because I have no way of proving it, and I don't care. There's nothing I can do with seeing things fly around. Now, the Meyer kit material has made it very clear that the majority of what we see these days is secret military. Now, why are we, as I said to Stephen Bassett, why are we wasting our time trying to get the U.S. government to pat us on our heads and admit something that, A, it may not even know, if you want to know the truth. The evidence is long gone, and no government willingly gives up control, and no amount of faxes are going to force it if we couldn't, with 50 million people, vote a president in to get us out of Iraq who hasn't. So I have put this back on Stephen's lap, and there's a new thing that just developed today that you don't even know about, which will be probably a press release will be up shortly on this, if I may mention it. Sure, go ahead. WikiLeaks cable came out today about the underestimate us. Oh, here I'm going to be like George Bush with the misunderestimating. <laughs> <laughs> the underestimation by at least 40% of the true 
petroleum reserve situation in Saudi Arabia. In other words, that thing called peak oil. Yeah. Well, they're basically saying that's the truth, not that there's all this oil. Okay, well, why is that important? Because Meyer was told and published that specifically, Saudi Arabia, peak oil, almost three full years ago. It's documented. It's up on my website. The press release will have it. In other words, now WikiLeaks is confirming information published by UFO contactee Billy Meyer. But NASA has also confirmed information that was published by contactee Billy Meyer. Yes, a number of different things. You're absolutely right. And this, Rob, this is what puts me on the border of insanity. I just have to, some people will say that I've actually, obviously was passed through customs and that one as well, and I'm deep in the country. But the situation is this. With all of this, and I have an article up called Will Humanity Wake Up in Time, a compilation of probably a hundred specific scientific facts, discoveries, events that Meyer published anywhere from a few months to 50 plus years before official discovery or occurrence. This is what we're dealing with. There are no UFO contactees. Nobody's, no aliens are abducting anybody, and nobody's having alien hybrid babies, but people are losing their minds in disinformation and in what Meyer predicted would happen, predicted it in 58, that -hmm. during these times, people would be so lost in phantasmagoria in make-believe, visuals and, and, and creations of entertainment, they would no longer know the difference between reality and fantasy. And an article just popped up on the internet yesterday about young children now preferring to live their lives online. Yeah. Right? Meyer publishes in 58. It's been up on my site for... I mean, what do you do with a world that is so lost in irrelevancy, in over-entertainment, mm-hmm. in banal politics and, and religious beliefs that never deliver anything except conflicts. This is me speaking, and obviously you're not responsible for what I say. But it pains me to know that we could have avoided some of the environmental things coming our way. There is going to be a 9.0 earthquake off the coast of Oregon at some point here. They won't tell us, but now Oregon State University scientists a couple of years ago, scratched their heads, and they basically came out with the exact same information that Meyer verifiably published two years before them. It's, it's there. It's free. You can read. You can learn. You can try to straighten yourself out a bit. So when I say to somebody, these people passed me information and I can prove it, it's like if, if anybody ever wanted to take me to court and I'll say, fine, subpoena my, my ISP. Mm-hmm. All the dates and data, the sequence, the time, you'll see the stream of communication between Michael Horn and Cal Korf, and suddenly, then you'll see the transcript comes to me from Meyer. I pull out of this, and the stuff hits the rotating bl- blades. He was going to do it, and the, the website is the watered-down, mild version, as virulent as it is. That's the mild version of what was coming because he has very little readership there. He was going to trade on the fact that I would promote this through my website, which is 
far more active than his by a long shot, and get publicity for it. And then when it came out that what was really in there, the scandal of me basically promoting an attack on myself and my – I mean it's like a Trojan horse, a very cunning, negative, nefarious kind of a way to try to get people to – you know, hurt mm-hmm. themselves with your help. You see, Mike, I will not worry about your sanity in, until you start giving yourself a military rank. <laughs> yes, Commander Horn. There, there you go. <laughs> but, you know, when you look at the entire way that this this is played out, Billy, I know for a fact, has been proven correct by NASA and other members of the scientific community many yeah. times. This information that confirmed what Billy had said years ago that was confirmed by WikiLeaks is just another one, another notch in the Billy Meyer was right category. Yeah. I don't understand why Calcorf or anyone else would go out of their way to try and Harm him, because he's not out to harm anyone. You know, like, there are so many people out in the UFO community that are out to lunch. Like, there are more woo-woos in the UFO community than there are in a lot of psychiatric hospitals, I swear to God. You betcha. But Billy has not, to my opinion, ever gone out of his way to be mean, nasty, or tried to destroy anyone. Exactly. He has not. And I'll tell you something else. When you you know people in the UFO community, I, as I as I mentioned, I, I t- did this approach to Stephen Bass, and it's and it's mm-hmm. absolutely genuine. I followed up. I sent him and everybody that I knew of in internationally in exopolitics an open letter suggesting a plan of action, saying, "Look, I've got the Meyer case is, is the deal. Here's my own personal evidence. It's only going to get more and more corroborated." such as this WikiLeaks thing, why don't you guys stop charging at the windmill of trying to prove stuff? Here, the UFO cover-up is over if you declare it such because the case is real. Yes, but Michael, you have to understand something, my friend. And looking at this entire scenario from the outside, as I, I try to do, is that if it was acknowledged that it's over, a lot of people would lose a lot of money. That's right. I'm glad you said it because you happen to be, that just happens to be the truth. People would be out of business. Exactly. They would no longer be running around. Tra- and, you know, look, folks, <laughs> there's a lot of things that are going to be out of business in not t- too long, one way or the other. But the beauty of having a structure like exopolitics is you'd be able to say through mm-hmm. all of your you know, outlets, all of your local country setups, whatever. We have looked at the information. We've concluded this is a true contact case. We don't know if everything in it is true, but it's genuine. The man has been and continues to meet with extraterrestrials. Mike, stand by. I've got to take a break. You got we'll it. be back in t- on the other side of this uh, break, Exxon Nation. Michael Horn, theyfly.com. Don't go away.
Michael Horn is my guest, www.theyfly.com. You see, Mike, I've got my own idea and my own opinion of the great conspiracy theory that the UFO community is putting up. As long as the UFO community keeps up the facade that there's a government conspiracy, they do not have to prove anything. Therefore, therefore, it's not the government. It is not the Vatican. It's no other entity except the UFO community that is keeping the conspiracy theory alive. Yes. And you've hit the nail on the head. That's why people would be out of business. And that's why, in all openness and honesty, I approached Stephen Bassett. Mm -hmm. I've sent a letter out. I've sent I, I ran into him again the other day, and he said, well, I can't get back to you till next week. I said, okay, Stephen, that's fine. Get back to me next week. I'm offering you this. You don't have to be a spokesperson for the Billy yeah. Meyer case, but what you can do is you can now declare this th- thing done, and let's then go and find out what it is in this information that you can present to your governments instead of getting this nonsense about setting up ambassadors to meet with extraterrestrials. They ain't coming. What's coming is environmental disaster, mayhem in the Middle East and other places, and maybe if we can start to get some people in government to pay attention, like the Russians apparently have about Meyer's warning about the Apophis asteroid, we might forestall, soften some of these blows. This will require a great bigness on the part of Stephen and other people involved in this, and it will really show and determine whether or not they're up to the challenge to do something for the greater good. Quick question for you, because we're running out of time very fast here. What will happen the day that Billy Meyer passes on? Who is going to carry that torch? There will be probably no. There will be nobody who will meet at the, with the play Aaron. It will be a matter of the responsibility of the group that is working to disseminate his information and other people that come forward. That will find its own problems in time. They already know that. That's prophecies about that as well. But that is how the torch will be carried on. Individuals finding the information and searching it out for themselves and thinking it through and making up their own mind. That's self responsibility. That's the core of the case. Mike, as always, whenever you're with us, time goes by so fast. I'd love to speak to you again in the very near future. Whenever you have time, Mike, let us know. We'll get you back on because I want to talk to you about what Meyer has said about Egypt, what Meyer has said about the Middle East, what he's sure. saying about the, the, the hype around December 21st, 2012. We'll do it again anytime you want. And I'll have next, at least after next week, I should have word from Stephen Bassett and I'll email you with whatever I have and you then. We'll figure out a time to go again. Sounds like a plan. Michael, thank you very much for joining us. Let our listeners know how they can find out more about you and Billy Meyer. Theyfly.com and theyflyblog.com. Come and visit. All right. Take care, buddy. Thank you. Exo Nation, our good friend, Michael Horn, www.theyfly.com. Yeah, like I said, I'm not going to worry about you, Michael, unless you start calling yourself Commander Horn. And then, my friend, I'll start worrying. 1-800-610-7035. Worldwide toll-free. My email address is exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On MSN Messenger, exxonradiotv at hotmail.com. And our website, www.exxonradiotv.com. Nice part about talking to Michael Horn tonight. I didn't have to try four or five telephone booths in Czechoslovakia to track him down. I'll be back on the other side of this break at six and a half minutes past the hour. Don't go away. (laughs) 